1: 125 moto here from Grumball. Cheeksleap turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Rap, Viral Goggle Brand and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news the interviews and the point of views inside the sport of motocross the gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio welcome to the big mx radio podcast show brought to you by fly racing presented by moto ice wrap traction mx and justified cultures you can go to justifiedcultures.com right now and enter discount code big mx 17 to receive 30 percent off your order i am your host brad gebhart with us on the line we've got none other than factory wrench dave feeney dave how's it going
2: pretty good how you doing
1: Hey, not too bad, not too bad whatsoever. Uh, you're back in California for the week. Uh, you are, of course, Zach Osborne's factory mechanic on the 250F, um... Give us a little bit of a rundown of the, the preparation for this year. Obviously, it's, it's Zach's second year on this, this motorcycle. He's very familiar with it and you're familiar with him. Uh, how have things gone and, uh, kind of was there anything that changed, uh, with either bike setup or, uh, some of the options that Zach had moving into the season, uh, compared to last year?
2: Well, his bike setup hasn't really changed that much. We made a couple of small changes, but most of, uh, most of the changes that have been made is, uh, has been in his uh, training and stuff like that since he's moved to Florida to train with Alden Bacons. Okay, so obviously
1: uh, he's in Florida right now. You're on the other end of the, uh, of, the of the country. Um, what's what's a week in a weekend of life look like for for a guy like yourself? Obviously, when when the when the series was out west, you saw him a whole lot more because I, I I assumed that like everyone was out west. Um, what, what's a week in a life look like when your rider is out east and uh, you're you're back at home building the race bike, getting ready for uh, for the weekend?
2: Yeah, well, this week uh, I obviously Blue Hunt from Toronto yesterday and uh, I went to the shop today and built another front wheel and got some other parts together that I need to take to St. Louis. Uh, tomorrow is my day off and then I will fly to St. Louis on Wednesday to uh, prep Zach's race bike for uh, the coming weekend. So uh,
1: tomorrow being your day off, any chance we uh, you, you get an opportunity to twist the throttle of your own?
2: No, no, I haven't ridden at all since the series started, and probably won't ride until maybe the first break in the outdoor series. But uh, we'll see how that goes.
1: Fair enough. Well, uh, obviously. This is an extremely successful series for you guys so far. I believe three wins out of, uh, out of five races. Um, w- w- moving into the season, did you see some things from Zach that, that could tell you that this kid's about to uh, rattle off some wins and, and kind of take charge uh, c- compared to last year, of course? Uh,
2: yeah, he was a little more self-confident this year. Uh, definitely is. His uh, program, as far as his training and stuff, uh, had changed. The fact that he rides uh, with Brian Dungy, Jason Anderson, Bob, and Moskwin every day uh, definitely helps your program come around for sure. Um.
1: As far as uh, your input on on the motorcycle, um, and, and uh, as far as Zach's testing going into the season, is is Zach a good test rider? And uh, who like is as far as what changes you guys make on race day? Like, what is your philosophy or his philosophy as to what to change when things need to be changed?
2: We don't really change that much. Like our base <laughs> setting is is really good, and you know it's usually just. Uh, small suspension changes we'll make uh, just a couple of clicks here a couple of clicks there uh, nothing major you know you, you will always you know, if your base is good it'll work in just about anything and if, if you're comfortable riding your motorcycle then you don't need to make big changes because um, it just throws you off I think
1: but, um, Absolutely. It's, uh, <clears throat> so, um, speaking specifically of this last weekend, unfortunately, Detroit did not go the way you guys, uh, had hoped. Zach was obviously looking for, uh, a victory. He does that every single weekend. But, uh, after that first corner, uh, pile up, he left with, uh, was it a front brake rotor or was it, it was the, the, the wheel itself that, uh, was missing some spokes? Uh, there
2: was about eight to ten spokes missing out of the wheel.
1: So. Wow. It's yeah. incredible that he was even able to do a lap uh, or it's even to get back to, to where you're at. Um, take us through the process of, of Zach rolling in there and then uh, trying to keep your composure while still um, like focusing on, on the task at hand and getting that wheel changed as quickly as possible.
2: Zach's composure was unbelievably calm. I just, you know, he knew that there... His day was done pretty much and we just had to, uh, get the, get the wheel changed and let him go out and circulate around. And, you know, he, he turned some pretty fast laps once he got going. Like, uh, it took him at, uh, nearly a, well, over a full lap to get back to us. And then, you know, it takes, nearly another full lap to change the wheel so he was two laps down but ended up finishing 18th. so you know it was worth it to us to to change the wheel and you know those couple of extra points that we got could be pretty vital at the end of the series the way it's looking now
1: absolutely it's uh, I I believe it's three or four points for 18th, uh, that's a whole lot different than getting 22nd and only getting the single point. Uh, and we saw last year's Joy Savacchi's championship was decided by only two points, so it all counts. Um, for, on your side of things, when you're uh, when you're under the gun to, to change a wheel that quickly, um, how do you stay calm and, and get, just get the job done correctly and, and get him back out on the track as, as quickly as you can?
2: Well, if you lose your composure, you lose time. So you just try and concentrate on the job at hand. Uh As soon as there's something goes south like that, you've always got like the TV people and stuff around you. So you just got to kind of block it out and get your job, get the job done.
1: I was actually surprised as to how much, um, like in, on the, the television broadcast, how little, uh, the, the TV actually showed the, 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 at the, at that time, points, points leader, uh, circulating the track. I don't think there was a single shot of, of Zach riding after he went back out onto the track and, uh, and, and re-entered the track. Uh, does that surprise you at all to see that, uh, the, the TV cameras and I was in a way kind of the, the series sort of, sort of in a moment moved on to the, the championship battle and obviously there was still a there was a good battle happening at the front of the race track but uh, uh I think it would have been uh, beneficial to the, not only to be mentioning where Zach is on the track and where he is in the point standings but uh, to watch the to, to see him uh pushing through because um that's that's not an easy moment at all.
2: Yeah. Uh well the the T V people do uh a good job with what they do and sometimes it's uh very difficult to catch yeah. You know, uh, um, Everything. So, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't know why they wouldn't uh, at least give him a little bit of TV time. But uh, that's the way it is.
1: So you, you'd mentioned like uh, eight to ten spokes out of a wheel. Um, just for the, for those that are kind of the layperson, uh, <clears throat> that that is a, a huge damaging effect to a, to any any wheel. If you have a, a one or two spokes out, obviously, but uh, like like was is, is there damage to the rim? Was there damage to uh, the hub as well? Like, is it is this uh, basically a full rebuild from Debbia? Uh,
2: yeah. Well, the wheel pretty much goes in the trash because there's nothing. Well, the hub you can probably reuse, but we would never use it to race with. It would probably go onto a practice bike. But okay. uh, the rim is no good because uh, all the spokes got pulled out in one spot, and it just basically tacoed the rim. Hmm. So. Uh, so-
1: uh is this uh, something like you you've come across before in your uh, illustrious long uh, re- wrenching career um and uh, and if so like if not was it's like obviously uh like coming coming up to the, that situation where you kind of a bit panicked or was this something that you kind of you'd experienced before and you knew what exactly what to do obviously we you know you you've changed changed a wheel in your days but uh it, it, as as quickly as that uh is is no small task
2: uh we kind of, Zach kind of gave us a heads up uh, what was going on. Like, I was watching him coming down the far lane and he was pointing to the front of his bike. And so I radioed to uh, our crew chief, Scuba, to tell him that I needed a front wheel. And he went and got all the stuff that it, that he needed. And it was such uh a confined area that we had to work in it was a little tough to to get it done but you know once you get the the bike to you get it up on the stand and get it done and get him out there as quickly as you can that's uh pretty much all you can do um Like, so, like, uh, working
1: as a team with, with scuba, like, uh, obviously you guys must be, uh, like, have, have you, do you guys practice that at all? Do you guys do a little, some fire drills, um like in the, in the preseason to know how to work with each other, uh, and stuff like that? Like, uh, how does, uh, how do you guys work so closely and not kind of step on each other's toes? Because, um I, I can't imagine working on, on a bike with, with another person basically, uh, right over my shoulder.
2: Yeah, well, you just, uh, Pick a side, and you don't. You don't. You try not to get in each other's way. That's the biggest thing. You know, we're uh, changing wheels is it's kind of a one man task, and he was the one putting the wheel in, and I just had the axle. And once he got the wheel in, I just ran the axle through, and then uh, we tightened everything up and sent Zach on his way. That was, you know, the best the best scenario to do it because if both people are trying to do the same job then all of a sudden it's just chaos
0: hey this is zach
2: cummins from phoenix racing co you're listening to the big mx radio show we're going a commercial we'll be right back
3: justified cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the Live What You Love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matt Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffe, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Culture's clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, locking promo code Big MX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love.
1: This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and arena cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. racersindex.com, your ultimate
2: race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now.
1: Cereal Bees, Emma goes. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat ball.
2: Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast radio show.
0: Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this
3: is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX radio show. Hey,
0: guys,
2: this is Cade Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too.
1: Fair enough. Now let's talk a little bit about these tracks. Um, like the the, the more cross track, the supercross tracks this year have come under a lot of fire because of those longer main events, uh, and uh, just frankly, the tracks seem to be breaking down like never before. Um, how do mechanic and racer kind of handle that on a on a especially knowing that uh, the some of the lines that you guys are are working on and and trying to uh, execute during practice and getting that great qualifying position may not at all all factor into uh, the, the night program and, and coming away with a victory?
2: Well, you just you have to pretty much look at the dirt and see what you think it's going to do. And usually by uh, the end of the second practice, you know whether the track's going to break down or not because um, that's the longest span that we get to see because they usually totally rebuild the track before the third practice. Right. And so what whatever happens in the second practice is usually what you're going to be dealt for the uh, for the main event. So enough. If you're, usually if you're good in the second practice, you're going to be good in the main event. So that's, that's the way I see it anyhow.
1: Given the fact that uh, you guys uh, were were, were Running the red plate, uh, things were all, all systems go looking for it towards a championship. Now only 10 points back, but, uh, with limited amount of time to, uh, to secure a championship. What's the focus for, for Zach? What's the focus for you Mo- moving forward? Obviously, uh, take it race by race, uh, and get some wins, but, uh, does it, does it feel like there's, does it put more pressure on, on, on race day, uh, without having that a little bit of a cushion there?
2: Uh, not really. Uh, the, the pressure shifted, you know, we had all the pressure on us because we had the red plate and everybody is off to you week in and week out. Now the that pressure's now shifted to Joey and you know he only had it had the uh the points lead for one week at the beginning of the series, so yeah. And now the championships not just a race between uh, Zach and Joey, you know, Jordan Smith and Adam Cincerello but both them with a chance now absolutely uh di- like obviously you're
1: you, you bleed husk varner right now but we know that you've spent some time over at the the pc truck do you feel a little bit conflicted as to uh like uh you you've got um re- regardless of how this all shakes down uh i personally i think you got a lot to be uh kind of you,
2: you you could be happy for all parties i guess yeah yeah i mean all those guys work really hard so you know you want to see your own guy win all the time but. In reality that's not possible. So you just yeah, you know, you're happy for the for the guys that are winning, like the all the mechanics for the most part all get along and are yeah, you know, happy for each other when they win because everybody knows how much each other's putting in as far as the workload's concerned.
1: For sure. And like you, you yourself take a lot of pride in what you do. I think uh to get to the where you are as a mechanic you'd have to do that. Um like what what's the kind of the, the method or the process like for you building a race bike, getting it absolutely tip to tail uh for race aid? Because you're you're absolutely meticulous. I would argue that uh, a Dave Feeney race bike is up there in the top top two or three um like Nicest, most appointed-looking bikes on race day. How do you achieve that, and uh, what are some of the uh, the things that you have to like? Kind of uh, a checklist of things that need to be a certain way uh, when
2: comes Saturday. Well, it's you know, it's really repetitious. You know, in the beginning, like the first time that you put a new bike together, it takes quite a bit of time because. Yeah, you gotta assemble it correctly and you like to have things a certain way and you'll do it once and go, yeah, that's not really the way I wanted it. It'll come back apart, do it, you know, just small things and you get it to, to where, uh, everything fits, everything looks good and then, you know, it's, uh, when you rebuild your bike each week, it's um, a repetitious thing you just you know how everything goes, and there's a certain way that you like to do it and that's how you do it so, um, it's 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 repetitious for me, but if you do it the same way every time, then it's as close to perfect as you can get.
1: Fair enough. What are some of the common mistakes that you see, uh, some, some new mechanics or maybe some less experienced mechanics making, uh, as they kind of get their feet wet in all of this? Because, uh, at one point you were a young guy yourself.
2: Well, when you're, when you're rebuilding your stuff, it's, you know, some guys like to do stuff a different way, but, uh, the repetitiveness of it all, uh, seems to work for me. You know, I, I rebuilt, like, uh, disassemble my bike, clean it, and reassemble it the same, the same way every week. And, uh, it just, it works for me. And because you have a, an order in thing, in the way you want things to be done and how you do it. And it just, it, it makes the, the job go uh, a little more smoothly and a little quicker. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back.
1: WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com. That's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey. Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did, and head to W-U-S-A.com today. W-U-S-A, all things wheels. Hey, big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying me. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. Traction MX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the, everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now, so head on over to tractionmx.com, start shopping start designing and make something special like for you today going viral with viral brand viral brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding and everything in between viral brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products quality eyewear and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go Viral with the Viral Brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes? Check. Four strokes? Check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road rangers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX-2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE-13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicki Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Billspipes.com today. And never settle.
2: Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast radio show.
0: Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon.
3: Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX radio show.
1: Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors
2: off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too.
1: Thank you. Um, you you come from the, the days of of Friday practices. Um, two kind of questions on that on that side of things. Do you feel like riders would be safer and able to uh, be more comfortable on their machines if we still incorporated a Friday practice? And when they did Friday practice, uh, um, a do you have any stories of of a guy busting the bike up on Friday and having to completely rebuild it for Saturday, or uh, was it was it difficult to get uh, keep the machine uh, uh looking Worthy for Saturday, given the fact that uh, the guys put uh, almost uh, a better part of an hour on it during the Friday practices.
2: Yeah, uh, Friday practice was definitely uh, hectic as far as the mechanic went, because you would have everything perfect leading into that uh, into that practice, and then you would pretty much have to redo everything uh, Friday. Friday afternoon into Friday evening. So it became, uh, Friday became a really long day and then you would have to, you know, back up again on Saturday for another super long day. So I, I actually like the fact that we don't have Friday practice because I believe that the guys that are racing are all professional and most of them can, uh, can get the track sorted out in the first free practice. I know it's a little bit of a disadvantage to the, uh, some of the privateers, but I mean, that's it, back when they had Friday practice, there was a lot of guys that wouldn't see a supercross track until they showed up at the race.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. true.
2: So that was more their practice day than anything so
1: right and now hey. everyone can go to milestone everyone can go to uh uh lake elsinore and stuff like that and get their laps in and uh and and yeah they're not having to to learn supercross on friday race it on saturday um and also like it like as far as the an advantage to the to the the top guys well that's no no disrespect for the to the the privateers but the the guys who are in the rigs they're there for a reason that they are the show they are the uh, the excitement so um uh all all kind of any advantages that happen to sway their way are kind of kind of justified in that manner
2: yeah I think so it's uh you know it's it's a uh, it, and it's a money saving thing too a little bit because a lot of the uh factory teams don't even fly this stock. Uh, to the races until Friday, so it saves on uh, hotels and stuff like that every single week. So it kind of cuts down on the expenses just a little bit as well.
1: So I guess it throws a wrench into things a little bit when you guys got to ride press day and uh, get a little bit of dirt on that uh, on that Husqvarna and uh, show up a day early.
2: Um, no, because press day is now on uh, on Fridays.
1: So... Yeah, Friday afternoon, I guess.
2: Yeah, Friday afternoon. So it's it used to be on Thursdays and that really wasn't that cool because you would have to be there uh really early then. So Yeah, like Wednesday uh, night. Yeah.
1: Would you guys fly in yeah. like yeah, you'd fly, fly in fly Wednesday night or Thursday
2: morning? Um, uh, usually Wednesday night because uh well depending on where it was, if you gotta go from the the west coast to the east coast, it takes Nearly all day. So um, you would have to leave the day before to make it. And a lot of times you would have an o- early morning show as well. So it's not just, uh, not just the, the one o'clock to two o'clock situation. Sometimes you would, uh, need to do some TV stuff at five a.m. as well. Yeah.
1: That's that's that, that doesn't sound like any fun, and uh, being there from Wednesday to Saturday, literally Wednesday to Sunday, home Monday, Tuesday, and most of Wednesday. That that is a schedule I don't I don't envy whatsoever. Um, and uh, like you're you're usually a, a West Coast guy, for from what I understand or that uh, that I remember. Um, do do you have a preference as far as uh, like which which coast your rider works on? And uh, uh, I guess if you're a four fifty guy, uh, four fifty mechanic, you you do the entire series. But uh, do do you have a preference
2: yeah i like the west coast uh it just gives you more time at home uh you know everybody likes to be home with their families and stuff like that and for me uh doing the west coast because they have such a uh such a big break during the middle of the season it would give me a little bit of extra time to uh prep stuff for outdoors and even get a little bit of riding in myself. So, Fair enough. But, so that's that's why I like the West Coast. <laughs> so um,
1: it seems like this, this season more than any, uh, we've had a lot of irregularities in the, the 250 class. Like, oh, they're, they're young guys, but that, that definitely excludes uh, your rider. Um, do you, what do you attribute the kind of up and down seasons that almost everybody in the top five has had?
2: Uh, it's it's a tough series, and you know you've got to yeah you pretty much to win the series you've got to be there every single week, uh, with a good result, and you know uh, Joey's had his issues. Zach had a big issue this past weekend. Uh, Adam's been good, but not great. And uh, Jordan, yeah, you know, he started off the series pretty strong with a second place, and then he had a couple of little ups and downs. But he's uh, he's definitely surprised me. I he would be the surprise guy that I didn't even see coming. So. oh for sure
1: I I I don't think uh if you if you went around the pit, the pits uh asking uh anyone who who's going to win a race this this year this year in the East Coast uh very few would uh would would name Jordan Smith is a guy that was going to basically like, and and, and like if he was going to win one, most people would say that he'd get a whole shot and some things would kind of fall his way. But he fought hard for that, that win. Like he was at one point was fifth and kind of buried and behind some guys and fought through them. And, uh, like, pretty honestly, <laughs> like from a fan standpoint, total, really exciting race to watch. Uh, and I'm sure you've probably seen the broadcast since, or if you, if you haven't, I definitely, you should definitely check it out. But, uh, um, like is is that something that you you do uh, very often after uh, after the race is like do you, do you watch the television broadcast or even uh the like the 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 video that you guys take as a
2: team Uh yeah I normally come home uh on a Sunday and we'll uh well usually the first day that I'm at home um I'll usually sit down and and watch the the TV but I haven't, uh, I haven't had a chance to get to get and see it just yet. So hopefully, uh, here, probably tonight I'll watch it and see how things went fair enough well uh
1: hopefully you're you're plea you, you, unfortunately you know how it ends out but uh uh hopefully you're pleased with the the broadcast nonetheless but uh when when do uh when does Zach osborne switch his his focus or at least his testing from uh from dialing in a supercross bike to making sure that once uh once Hangtown rolls around that all systems are go for uh the outdoors
2: uh we are probably gonna wait just a little while uh and focus on getting through to the end of the supercross championship. Uh, we were, we we're pretty happy with our outdoor setup from last year. So, uh, we're, we're thinking that we're probably gonna, uh, just wait until, uh, close to Vegas before we, uh, before we do any outdoor testing.
1: Fair yeah. enough. Well, uh, I, I'm 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 sure that if the 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 bike was uh, the bike was ripping last year. It can't be too far off from where it was. And uh, Zach was obviously comfortable on it. Uh, is he a picky rider? Is he a guy that uh, has a hard time finding comfortable uh, a comfortable setting, or uh, is is he kind of know what he wants, or or is he kind of the guy that can kind of ride anything?
2: Uh, I would go with the fact that Zach could probably ride anything, and he just likes to ride. Uh, you know, we've done candy probably would
1: <laughs> well uh, that would keep you pretty busy and would definitely keep you off your beautiful motorcycles um, Dave it's always a pleasure to have you on the show man uh, thank you so much for giving me some time this uh, beautiful Monday evening uh, I'll let you get back to the rest of your evening I know that uh, you're working hard on the on the bike and getting everything ready uh, before your day off tomorrow um, I, I really appreciate the time my friend it's always a pleasure
2: okay Thank you, Brad. I appreciate it.
1: So uh, we'll
2: catch up again soon.